uh, reaches people. All right, take your Bible and turn with me to the Gospel of John. John, the 21st chapter. Uh, we're going to be looking at a passage this morning, a uh, very familiar uh, passage, uh, that uh, section where after uh, the disciples make their way in uh, from the, their fishing trip, uh, Jesus and Peter have a conversation. Uh, and Jesus three times asked Peter, uh, do you love me? Uh, and uh, you could probably write uh, a you could probably write so many books on this passage it would fill this building uh, from all the little, uh, little uh, idiosyncrasies and the language and, the, uh, and everything else that is going on. Uh, in this uh, in this passage, uh, but this uh, this whole section, as I told you last week, uh, this last section in the Gospel of John uh, is a um, is a uh, an appendix or an epilogue to John's Gospel uh, that is helping us to understand uh, what happened with Peter. Uh, we see Peter. Without this section, uh, we would basically move from uh, Peter denying Christ outside uh, of the uh, courtroom uh, during uh, Christ's trial uh, to the day of Pentecost. And uh, certainly, we would wonder how in the world uh, Peter made that transition. What happened? Uh, in uh, his life. Well, uh, these, uh, this handful of verses uh, shows us that, and the beauty, uh, I think, for us of, that, of this passage uh, is it shows us that uh, no matter where we've been or what we've done or how low we've sunk, uh, God can still forgive us and still uh, use us for uh, his kingdom uh, and for his glory. Uh, and so this morning I want to talk to you uh, I want to share with you two things uh, on the road or the route uh, to reconciliation. What, uh, what we have take place here uh, is Peter uh, visibly uh, being restored uh, in front of uh, these other disciples. You can only uh, begin to imagine we can uh, we can get together and uh, if you want to we'll sit down and begin to brainstorm and try to think for a moment what must the other disciples have been thinking about Peter uh, what must what, what what was going through their mind uh, about this man uh, who uh, had been really uh, in Christ kind of inner circle during his earthly ministry uh, along with James and John uh, and then to see him uh, so uh, visibly, publicly uh, deny Jesus Christ. Uh, what in the world was going through the minds uh, of the other disciples? And what we have uh, at the end of the Gospel of John, this little uh, epilogue, is not only uh, the, the restoration and reconciliation uh, for Peter uh, personally, uh, but it's also difficult to imagine uh, that the other disciples would have been uh, very willing to follow Peter uh, had, this, uh, had these events uh, not taken place. And so uh, Peter is going to be uh, reconciled, restored. Uh, what was going through his mind? Uh, 
uh, you can only imagine uh, as well what was, uh, what was going through uh, Peter's mind as uh, John says it's Jesus up on the shore and his, his first instinct is to jump out uh, and run to Jesus. But uh, certainly as he got closer to Jesus, uh, you know how your mind works, he probably began to think, uh-oh, uh, I probably should have stayed on the boat. Uh, I don't know if I want to see him. Uh, you know, I don't, you know, I don't know if I want to face him uh, after what I've done. But uh, you know, it's kind of too late now. I'm, I'm out of the boat and I'm halfway to shore. Uh, and so, uh, you know, he might have got halfway to shore and prayed that a shark would have swallowed him. I don't know. You know, he, uh, you know, there were, you know, there are a lot of things that had to be going on. Um, in some people's minds that the Bible uh, doesn't record for us and doesn't uh, share with us. But thankfully, uh, we do have uh, this little story uh, that shows us uh, Christ restoring uh, Peter. And there's two elements here uh, that that show up uh, that uh, are important. They're, They're still... Uh, they are still the road, the route uh, to reconciliation. And we, we need to know uh, the, these two things uh, if we're going to be useful and, uh, and servants uh, in the kingdom of God. One of them uh, is shown uh, in the questions that Jesus asked. Uh, and then, uh, second, uh, we see in uh, his response uh, to Peter's answer. Uh, as we look at this kind of uh, back and forth, it's uh, kind of amazing uh, if you know the story uh, of Jesus asking Peter, do you love me the three times? Feed my sheep, uh, feed my lambs. Uh, you know, it's kind of uh, amazing when you actually stop and look at it and realize hey, it's only three verses long. Uh, you know, it's one of the most important stories, I think, uh, in the New Testament, uh, but it's really uh, it's wrapped up for us uh, in three quick verses. So after uh, they finish breakfast, uh, they finish their fish. Uh, we read here uh, that Jesus looks uh, at um, uh, at Peter, beginning in verse fifteen. Says they they finished breakfast, uh, and Jesus asks uh, this question. It's important to notice uh, one thing. Uh, he asked him, he says, Simon, uh, remember Jesus had changed uh, Peter's name. He, Jesus had been call, uh, Peter had been called uh, Peter all through uh, the, the Lord's ministry, but now at this point he calls him Simon. He says, Simon, uh, do you love me more than these? Do you love me more than than these. So the first thing I want to talk to you about this morning uh, is this inquiry. Uh, these three questions that that, that Jesus asked are, uh, are are three piercing, penetrating, uh, pertinent questions, even for you and I today. Uh, the first thing we have to wrestle with uh, in that statement is one that has been uh, wrestled with uh, throughout biblical history. Uh, It has been written, it has been discussed, uh, and that is this question of who are these? When Jesus says, do you love me more than these? I I know some of you here, uh, you're scholars and you know all about agape love and all those questions. We'll get to that uh, in just a moment. But I think uh, the first thing we've got to wrestle with here uh, is this question uh, when he says, do you love me more than these? Well, who 
uh, are the these that Jesus is talking about. When Jesus says, do you love me more than these? Well, let me give you a couple uh, of the possible uh, alternatives uh, or answers to that question. Well, what these is he talking about? Well, one could be he was uh, looking at the ship and the fish and the nets. And uh, again, it was Peter who had said, I go a fishing. Uh, it was Peter who had led uh, the six to go fishing. And I said uh, a few weeks ago, I don't have any issue with Peter going fishing because I don't read anywhere where Jesus had an issue uh, with Peter going fishing. He didn't condemn him for it. And if Jesus didn't condemn him for it, I'm not going to take a chance of blaming any man for going fishing. Uh, But was Jesus saying to him, Peter, do you love me more than your boat and your fishing? Because the first chance you got, the first opportunity you got, you went back to fishing. You went back to the thing I called you from. Uh, And so do you love me more than, than fishing? Do you love me more than your career, your, uh, your, uh, your nets, your boats? Do you, do you love me more? That's one option. Another option uh, would be that he was talking about uh, the other disciples that were gathered there. Do you love me more than you love these guys? Do you love me because, uh, again, that's, that's really the only other these that were there. Uh, do you love me more than you love these other guys sitting here? Am I more important to you uh, than these other disciples? Third option is a twist on that a little bit. Do you love me more than these guys love me? So you understand what I'm saying there? You know, do you love me more than you love these disciples? Do you love me more than these disciples love me? And, and so really... Uh, those are about the only three, uh, three options we have uh, for who these are. Um, and I'm going to uh, give you uh, the benefit of years of study and seminary and a lot of money, and I'm going to give you a, a really educated, uh, wise answer. I don't know. And anybody that tells you any differently is making it up because we don't know. Don't know who these are. Could have been the boat. Could have been fishing. It could have been, do you love me more than these guys love me? It could have been, do you love me more than you love them? I don't know. Again, anybody that tells you any differently is winging it, okay? And here's what I believe. I believe it is intentionally vague. I believe we don't, I believe God didn't give us the answer because if He did, we would pigeonhole this verse. I am becoming more aware of that, uh, and those of you who are tracking along with us in, uh, in, uh, as we go through the book of Psalms in the morning uh, in, uh, on Facebook and YouTube, you, you know that many times we have come across passages, and I've told you, I think it's vague for a reason. Because if, it, if Christ would have said, do you love me more than fishing? You know what would have happened? Every time... A man said, honey, I'm going fishing. She would have got out her Bible 
and chastised him for going fishing. If we knew exactly who these are, that's all we would allow these to be interpreted as for the rest of our life. But when we don't know, then we have to ask ourselves that question, who is the these in your life? Are there any these that you love more than Jesus? The first question Jesus asked him that we have to wrestle with is uh, the measure of our love. In some people's life, the these is their job. In some people's life, the these is their family. In some people's life, the these is fishing. In some people's life, these could be church. Some of you are looking at me funny on that statement. We were never commanded to love the church more than Jesus. We were commanded to love Jesus. With all of our heart, all of our soul, all of our mind, we are commanded to give everything to Jesus Christ. And so the question this morning for us uh, that, that we have to wrestle with, if we're going to be reconciled, if we're going to be where we should be, uh, I don't think any of us would argue uh, that in the last few weeks, Peter hasn't been where he should be in his relationship with Jesus Christ. Would you agree with that? His relationship has been strained at the least. It has been difficult ever since the three denials at the fire, it has been a strained relationship. And if it's ever going to be restored and back what, uh, what Christ wants it to be and what Peter needs it to be, Peter's got to answer this question. Peter, who do you love most? What is the most important thing in your life? And I suggest to you this morning that you and I have to wrestle with that same question. Who do I love most? What is most important in my life? Well, who are, the, are there any these in your life that are, are getting in the way of your walk, your relationship, your love for the Lord? And let me, let me throw a, a second thought at you along that. Instead of you answering that question, why don't you ask the people who know you best, do you think there's anything that I love more than Jesus? Try asking your children that question. I saw something this week that said three things that do not lie. Drunks, spandex, and children. Ask the children in your life if there's anything that they think you love more than Jesus. Ask your spouse. Don't ask yourself. I don't know if you know about this, but there's a little verse in the Bible you might want to be told. The heart is desperately wicked. It'll lie to you. Ask those that you trust. Ask, a, do you have a good friend that, that you can really rely on? To do? do you have a good friend that when you come out and get in the car will look at you and say, you need to go in and change. You tore up from the floor up. That don't match. You know, do, do, do you have a friend like that? Do you have a friend that says, girl, you need to get a new hairdresser? You know, 
Do you have one of those kind of friends? Ask them. Do you think there's a these in my life? The measure. If we're going to be where, if we're going to restore and reconcile, if our relationship with God's going to be what it ought to be, we're going to have to answer this question. Do you love me more than these? Now, let's talk about for a moment that word love. Um, we can't ignore the reality um, of, the, of the language that is used there. When Jesus says, do you love me? The love that he talks about in our scripture in English, it all shows up as, do you love me? But this first question is, do you agape me more than these? This is the God love, the sacrificial love, the, the God-like love. Peter, are you willing to sacrifice for me more than anybody else? Are you willing to do for me? Do you love me more than these? Peter says, you know I love you. Peter responds, not, you know, I agape you, but you know, I phileo. It's a different word. It's also translated as love. But it's brotherly love, like in the city of Philadelphia. Brotherly love. Do you love me with a godlike love? I love you like a brother. Do you love me more than these? The measure. Let's move on. I'm not going to spend a lot of time on the the, the, the meaning of the words love there, honestly, because we'll, we'll get to that in a moment, a little bit more. So the second question then that we have to wrestle with is the same question then that Jesus now poses to Peter. He uses the same word again, agape, and he says, do you love me? Notice this time it's the exact same words, English and Greek, except for he drops more than these. And so now, he was asking Peter about the measure of his love. Now he's asking him about the motive of his love. Do you love me more than these? Number two, do you love me with a godlike love? Do you love me more than any of these? Okay. Forget about the more than these. Forget about where you rank. But just simply, do you love me? Let's, let, let's see the motive of your love. Let, let's see what's going on in your heart. Let's see, let's see what kind of love you actually have for me. Do you love me with a God-like love? Do you love me with the love of God himself? Peter, if you're going to get over the campfire, if you're going to get over the mistake, if you're going to get over the last few weeks, you're going to have to answer this question. Do you love me? Do you love me? And Peter's answer, again, that phileo love, some people have done it this way. It's like Christ saying, do you love me? And Peter saying, I like you. That, that's really a little bit poor analogy, but that's close. That, that, that in, in English is the best way to distinguish between the two words. Do you love me? Do you love me like God? Do you love me with a God-like love? Do you love me with the kind of love that God has that sent me to die for, uh, for sin? Peter, you had asked a, you know, a few days ago, you didn't even say you knew me. You wouldn't even acknowledge 
you knew who I was. You wouldn't acknowledge being one of my followers. So Peter, you need to ask yourself, not do you love me more than these, whoever these is, but do you even love me? Do you even love me? Wow. You talk about and twisting it. You know, do you love me more than these? At least acknowledges you love me. We're just trying to, to measure it and see where you're at on the scale. Do you love me? Do, do you even love me at all? And then the third question that he has to wrestle with is this, the message. At this point, in the third question, and again, it doesn't show up in our English Bible, but at this point, Jesus goes from, do you agape? Do you love me with a godlike love more than these? Do you agape me? Do you love me with a godlike love? And to both of those questions, by the way, Peter says, I phileo, I love you like a brother. Do you love me more than these? I love you like a brother. Do you love me? I love you like a brother. And the third question, he, Jesus asks this. Not do you agape, but Jesus drops back and uses Peter's word. Do you phileo me? Do you hear that? Do you get what Jesus just did to Peter? Do you love me with a godlike love? I love you like a brother. Do you love me more than these? I love you like a brother. Third question, Peter, do you even love me like a brother? And at that point, Peter is devastated. Jesus has dropped back and used the same word that Peter was using. and said, do you even love me? I've asked you the highest form of love. Do you have the highest form of love more for me than for anything else? I love you like a brother, Lord. Do you have the highest form of love for me? I love you like a brother. Okay, do you really love me like a brother? Would a brother have sold me out at the campfire? Would a brother deny knowing me? The Bible says when Jesus asked that question, Peter was grieved. Peter was broken. Peter was destroyed. Peter, do you love me like God more than you love anything else? Peter, let's forget about where you run. You know, Y'all have heard me say before, yeah, and, and one of the things that, you know, I used to tell you the best I hoped to be was number five at my house behind the four kids. Now we've got two grandkids. I'm, you know, you know, let, let's forget trying to rank your love, Peter. Do you even love me? I love you like a brother. Do you really? Do you really? 
Here's the question we have to ask ourselves. We're going to boil it down into one question. Jesus asked Peter three questions, three different ways, used three different words, different phrases. Do you love him? Do you love him? Do you really love him? If we're going to be reconciled, if our relationship with God is going to be, again, we've acknowledged, Peter's relationship for the last few weeks has been on the rocks. It hasn't been what it ought to be. If he's going to get that straightened out, the thing he's got to get straightened out is, do you love him? Before Peter can be used at Pentecost, before Peter can be a rock uh, in the foundation of the church, before Peter can see thousands saved, before Peter's going to be willing uh, to die for his faith, he's got to wrestle with this question. Do you love me? The question we have to wrestle with this morning is, do we love him? More than these. Do we love Him? More than these. Is there anything that we would put before God? The inquiry. The answer, then, that Peter that receives, Peter says, you know I love you. Love you like a brother. Love you like a brother. Here's what Jesus says to him. Jesus says, feed my lambs. Jesus says, do you love me more than these? Peter says, you know, do you, do you have God-like love for me more than these? Well, you know I love you like a brother. Then feed my lambs. Feed my lambs. What is Jesus talking about? Peter, if you really love me, love results in obedience. Love results in action. I, I've told y'all before, and y'all know this by now. I mean, I've been your pastor for 26 years, two weeks and two days now. I think that's right. Ain't much about me you don't know. If you don't know, it's because you hadn't paid attention, because y'all know by now I don't got a lot of secrets and filters. Um, I don't do good at family reunions. Thank God I don't have much family, and I don't have to go to reunions that way. If I want to have a family reunion, I'll go back and talk to my mama. That's about the end of my family. That's it. You know, I don't have much family. But I, I, I'm sorry, I just despise going into meetings, and, and, and it's not just family. I, I, you know, people to say, I love you. What's your name? Yeah. I love you. What's my name? What color is my eyes? Yeah. If you love me, tell me what color my eyes are. Yeah. When's my birthday? Yeah. Tell me, you know, if you love, love has results, doesn't it? You don't necessarily have to give me a birthday present or anything, but love has results. If you love me, then it's going to show somehow. Yeah, that there's going to be action. Action is always attached to love. It is. Peter, if you love me, feed my lambs. Do something to show that you love me. Remember what I said a while ago? Ask a family member. Ask a child. Ask a friend. Do you think there's anything I love more than God? See, we see it right here. 
Feed my lambs, Peter. If you really love me, do something. If you really love me, go and feed my lambs. Feed those, uh, those little ones. Those, those, and the word, the lamb is extremely important. Uh, I've got to jump ahead for a moment. Because in the next question, when Jesus says, do you love me? He says, do you love me more than these? Feed my lambs. The second question is, do you love me? Jesus says, Peter says, you know I love you. He says, feed my sheep. There's a difference in lamb and sheep. The word lamb implies tender, small, immature. And so, Peter, if you really love me, take care of the tender, young followers. Man, there, there is so much meat in these couple verses for the church, let alone individuals. If we really love God as a church, we're going to do everything in our power, everything we know how. There will be no resource unavailable, nothing we hold back from feeding the lambs. The tender, the immature, the new, the young convert, the children, they will be a focus because Jesus says to Peter, if you love me more than anybody, you will take care of the lambs. What did Jesus say? Over and over in Jesus' ministry, we see that played out. Bring the little children to me. Come as a child. We see who Jesus appreciates. The tender, the young. If we love Je- if you genuinely love Jesus, do you know one of the primary functions of your life will be taking care of the lambs. Taking care of those who are weak in their faith. Taking care of those who are young in their faith. That's a primary function of believers primary function of the church. You show me a church that doesn't have concern, compassion, doesn't take care of the lambs, I will show you a dead church. Take care of the lambs. Take care of the lambs. Feed my lambs. Second thing when Jesus asked him, we are, we are told to provide. We are told to take care. Then he says to him, do you, lo- do you love me more than these? You know I do. Feed my lambs. Do you love me? Feed my sheep. Feed my sheep. Now, lamb and sheep are two different things. Lamb and sheep are two different things. Sheep means, and the words that are used there, when, when, and not only that, but there's a different word uh, used there for feed. A lot of people focus on the different words used for love. I want you to know there's a different word there for feed as well. The word feed my lambs is nurture, is provide for, feed, literally feed. When he says feed my sheep, he says protect, take care of, to pastor. Some of you say, but you're the pastor. All of us are to be pastors. All of us are to do the function of a pastor and take care of the sheep. It is every one of our tasks. If we love Christ, we will love His sheep. 
And if we see one of his sheep that is hurting, if we see one of his sheep that is broken, if we see one of his sheep that are in need, if we love Christ, we're going to love what he loves, and we're going to do our best to help take care of that sheep. If I know, no, I'm not going to use me because I am the pastor. If Archie knows that CD is hurting, that CD is going through some physical or emotional or family, whatever, if, if he knows that CD, as a child of God, as one of God's sheep, is caught in the briar patch, Archie, if he loves Christ, will love the sheep and go help get him out of the briar patch. I've shared with you before, Dr. Vance Havner says the church is the only outfit in the world that shoots their wounded. I've seen that myself over and over again. One of our fellow believers, one of our fellow brothers gets into trouble, gets, has a hard time. And it's like it's contagious or something. I want to remind you the definition of a true friend is one that runs in when everybody else runs out. Peter, if you love me, you'll love what I love. If you love me, you'll love my sheep because I love my sheep. Peter, I just went to the cross and died for those sheep. You better tend to them. I want to tell you something else while I'm there. This is all free. You mess with the sheep, you end up messing with the shepherd. The shepherd carries that big old staff to tend to the sheep, to get the sheep, to rescue the sheep, but he also uses it to bash a wolf in the head if the wolf messes with the sheep. You start messing with God's sheep, you start using your big floppy long tongue to badmouth and run down God's sheep, you're liable to get hit in the back of the head with the shepherd's staff. That was free, by the way. That wasn't planned. Don't mess with the sheep. Love the sheep. Love the lambs. Peter, do you love me with a brotherly love? Provide for the sheep. Pastor the sheep. Then he says to him again, do you love me with a brotherly love? Feed my sheep. Same word. Provide for my sheep. Protect my sheep. Pastor my sheep. Protect my sheep. Protect my sheep. If you've got a sheep, if you're tending to the sheep, and you see one of your sheep, wandering over close to the cliff, what are you going to do? Aren't you going to go take your staff and steer that sheep back into the flock? If you see one of your sheep wandering off and getting off by itself, you know what happens to sheep that wander off from the flock? They become suffering. The 
the prey, the wolf, looks for that one sheep that wanders off from the flock. So the shepherd watches to keep his sheep together. Folks, we have a responsibility to each other if we love the shepherd to protect the sheep. I know I'm, I'm, I'm on some dangerous ground right here because a lot of people consider it meddling and nosy, and, and, and sometimes it is. I'm going to be honest. I know it is. But I have a responsibility not just as the pastor of this church but as a brother and sister in Christ that if I see Kevin making decisions and, and I know that they are decisions, I, you know, I, I can see bit, not, not just they go against my opinion, not just not what I would do, but if it's obvious they're biblically bad decisions. He's making poor choices biblically. Not just I'd have never wore that shirt. You know, that, that's a di- I'm just kidding. I, I like that shirt. Uh, you know, not, not, just, you know, not just I wouldn't have wore that shirt with those shoes. That, that's a matter of personal opinion. You know, but if I see Kevin making decisions that I can look in Scripture and say, that's wrong. As somebody who loves the shepherd, who loves the sheep, I have a responsibility to protect the sheep. To go to him in love and sit down and talk. Listen, well, you know what most of the time we do? We see somebody in that predicament. We sit back and say, hey, y'all, what's this? You know, hey, y'all, what's this? And wait for them to fall off the cliff. Wait for them to end up in trouble. Folks, if we love the shepherd, we're going to love the sheep. We're going to love each other. Isn't that how he said they would know, the world would know if we loved him? Can I tell you something? If we would build our church on these three verses, we would be a shining light on the hill. Love the shepherd and love the sheep. There's a book, and I encourage you, I don't make commission, I've told you this before, there's a book called Simple Church. Simple Church. A long book. You can read it fairly quickly. Written by Tom Rainer. Some of you may remember Tom. He spoke here before. Simple Church. And the whole thesis, the whole idea of the book is we've made church way too complicated. We don't have but a few tasks, biblically speaking. And you can sum them up, really, in this verse. Love the shepherd. Do you love me? And if you do, tend to the sheep. Love the shepherd. Tend to the sheep. I, I, I love how he didn't say love the sheep. You know, the Bible says as much as possible, live in peace with all men. You know, some, some people you can like, you, you, know, you, you know, he says just feed them. Love, love the shepherd and love the sheep. We were never commanded to have the best music program in town. We were never commanded to have the best preaching in town, thank God. We were never commanded to have the best children's or youth ministry, the finest buildings, the biggest offerings, but we were told to love the shepherd and love the sheep. And if we do those two things, everything else 
will fall in place. If we do that as a church, if you do that as an individual, love the shepherd, love the sheep, everything else will fall in place. Bow with me this morning. I want to challenge you to consider these two questions this morning. The inquiry and the imperative. Do you love me more than these? Do you love me? If you do, take care of my sheep. Take care of my flock. I want to challenge you this morning. Come forward here, near where you are. However God speaks to your heart today. You wrestle with those questions. Is there anything, Lord, that you will need to show me? Is there anything in my life that anybody could say was more important than you? Am I taking care of your sheep? Help me to love your sheep. Help me to love your flock. You're here this morning, and you want to have that relationship you should have, just like Peter. His relationship had been on the rocks. There's your two questions. You're here today and you don't know Christ personally. You're watching online. You don't know Him as your Savior. There's your question. Do you love Him more than anything? You don't know Him as your Savior. You never ask Him into your heart. Would you come? Would you email me? Would you comment uh, on the videos? Whatever. Somehow reach out. Let us know. I'd love to share with you the good news of Jesus Christ, how you can be saved. Do you love the shepherd? Are you loving the sheep? Father, we thank you this morning for your word. We ask you, Lord, you'll pierce our hearts. God, as you did Peter that night. God, as we deal with these three questions, we deal with these three imperatives. Feed my lambs. Feed my sheep. Protect, provide, pastor for my flock. Do you love me? If you love me, it'll show God, pierce our hearts this morning. Break us. Humble us. We'd kneel before you and put you before anything else. God, touch that heart that needs Jesus. God, speak to them that they would come today and ask Christ into their heart. God, we pray, Lord, that you'll have your will here this morning. We'll give you the honor of the glory, which in Jesus' lovely name I pray. Amen. As we stand together.